Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That song, like, came out when I had my bachelorette party, and it was literally, like, all we played on repeat. Yeah, that is truly one of my top three pop songs of all time. Hold on. I'm going to look up this Justin Bieber song. It's when he first, like, when people started taking him more seriously. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I've been taking him seriously since day one. (laughs) I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Los Angeles. Angeles. Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Cute. That's cute. Hey, Sarah. Yes. You know my favorite is Spotify, right? Like I love Spotify. Mm-hmm. I've been a avid Spotify user subscriber since 2011. Just throwing that out there. When did Spotify launch? Because I was also an early adopter. I don't know. But I remember like I got a subscription a free year through a gifting suite for the Oscars. And I was so excited. And then I was just obsessed with it. So I obviously subscribed and just kept going. Yeah. But they created this new playlist called The Billions Club. Mm. And it's all of the songs that have over a billion streams on Spotify. A lot of Ariana Grande, a lot of Drake. A lot of Ariana Grande. So I don't know if they have this in order, but let's just assume they do. Let's just assume that this is in order. Because I actually think this first song might actually be the most streamed song ever on Spotify. I believe it is. Do you want to guess what it is? It's not what you're initially going to go. It's not like a Cardi B song or a Beyonce song. She's on the cover. Like she is the face of the Billions Club. Cardi is. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's even a Beyonce song on here. I need to double check. Oh, maybe not because I feel like Beyonce was late because they were using title. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't Um, think there's a Beyonce song on here. And I remember being surprised that I think there's only one Lady Gaga song on here. Okay, tell me. What is it? The number one? Mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. Oh, because it's like everyone's wedding song? No. That's the other song. He does have that oh. song on this list. But that song is like, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. I'm in love with the shape of you. Oh, that's the number one song? I don't think I've ever listened to that on Spotify. <laughs> Me either, because I actually am highly annoyed by that song. Maybe because it's been overplayed so much. But the New York Times... They have a series where it talks about like the creation of a song and Mm -hmm. they go into how Shape of You was made. And it's very, very interesting. We'll link it on our website, but they do Shape of You. They've also done, what was the first Justin Bieber song that he did with like Diplo? Baby? No. The one where he got into more like tropical EDM. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Sorry. No. Oh, it's just sorry, Sarah. It's sorry, I'm, I was playing. I was singing it in my head. Like, is I'm it sorry. too late? I'm sorry. 
that song like came out when I had my bachelorette party and it was literally like all we played on repeat. Yeah, that is truly one of my top three pop songs of all time. Hold on. I'm going to look up this Justin Bieber song. It's when he first like when people started taking him more seriously. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I've been taking him seriously since day one. (laughs) Okay, okay, fine. But I'm just saying it's when he collaborated with Diplo. Everyone that's listening is like, ladies, get your shit together. It's not what do you mean? It's where are you now with Skrillex. So that song is also uh, on that New York Times series, which is fabulous. But anyways, I was a little surprised to see who made the Billions Club. And honestly, a lot of them are just rando songs that people just really overplayed. Like those artists aren't artists I would see having longevity. It's very interesting. But there's a lot of Cardi and a lot of Drake. I will tell you that my Spotify looks a little different than that, but... That's good to know that what everyone's listening to. I love to know that shit. Yeah, me too. And I'm also just disappointed that Britney Spears isn't on this list. Maybe I missed her, but I definitely went looking. Maybe you can work on that this year. Getting her to the billion club. What would be the song? Do we think Baby One More Time? Oops, I did it again. Toxic. Toxic. I was like, toxic. Yeah, toxic. And then maybe, like, Drive Me Crazy? No. Am I just now remembering how good that song is because of your Instagram. That song is incredible. It did not get the love it deserved when it came out. And still to this day doesn't. I mean, she was obviously so, so popular when we were growing up, but like still did not get as much love as she deserved. True icon. I was playing her her songs for Zoe, so. (laughs) Teaching them young. Zoe knows. You're like, now this is when you wear a crop top (laughs) and low rise jeans. We're going to cut your hair like your mom wanted her hair and just flip out at the end. The lucky flip. The lucky flip. (laughs) All right. Well, now I need to know from lucky flip to what's on your hands, tell us what's on your face. All right. Well, Kirby, you were present when I was trying this out for the first time. So I want to talk about Manny Me. I don't know if everyone is familiar, but Manny Me is a custom fit stick-on gel stickers for your nails. They've been around for a while now, but I have never had a chance to try them. But I think it's a really innovative process. I've talked about Color Street before, which is essentially the same thing where it's like nail polish stickers that you can do at home really easily. You put the sticker on, you file off the ends, and it lasts for a couple weeks. What sets Manny Me apart is that you scan your hands, you scan each nail bed to show the size of your nail bed because obviously all of our hands and nails are different, even like my left hand from my right hand. And so you scan your hands, it takes like less than a minute, you hold like a credit card. I don't know what it is, I think it's like because credit cards are like a universal size, you hold a credit card, obviously you're like, don't show your credit card number. And then you take like a picture of you holding it with your right hand and then holding it with your left hand and then all of your fingers have to be shown. And then you do like sideways photos. Anyways, it all takes like a minute and then you pick your design. All the designs are so cute. It's like all of the nail art that you want your nail tech to do, but they like kind of fail at because you're not seeing like the patinas and Britney voice and queenies of the world at your local nail salon. And so these are like 
also beautiful. So yeah, so you take the quiz or you take your photos, you pick your design and then mine were delivered like super quickly, like maybe less than a week. I got the JVN and May collaboration for Pride. So there's lots of like rainbows and neon colors. And I did this on the plane sitting next to Kirby. I was like afraid that these were going to smell like nail polish and I was going to be kicked off the plane because that is a thing that can happen. Like you can get kicked off the plane for applying nail polish because obviously the smell is like extremely toxic and not good in an enclosed area. I'm surprised we didn't get kicked off the plane for having barbecue. Hey, if they have it right next to the gate, it's okay. I agree. It was delicious and worth it. Anyways, I did this in probably like five minutes. You simply, like I said, you put the sticker on for each of your nails and then you cut the ends off and file them off so that you can make sure that the sticker is securely on your nail. I did not bring a top coat with me to Austin, but when I got home, I put a top coat on and it has made my manicure last for, I feel like even longer. So it's been exactly a week. And I feel like they still look really, really cute. I'm showing Kirby in my Zoom camera. They are really cute. They're very 70s. They are. They have like little multicolored flowers on them. I'm obviously really obsessed with the flower because it's even my phone case. Wow. I feel like I messed up and did not do this properly. And yet they still are hanging on and look great. Going forward, I have some hot tips from Christine Doan, who is a nail artist, and she has a lot of collaborations with Manny Me. So she was telling me how she shot 32 sets. She said what she did was she would leave them out in the sun so that they would be warm and I think more like malleable to your nails. And then you put it on your nails. You can take a blow dryer to them so that it can really like, I think, hug the shape of your nail bed. And then, yeah, top it off with a top coat. So I have a few more that I'm excited to do. They're really easy to take off. Also, you can just peel them off or use, you know, like a regular nail polish remover. And they are, let me see what the price is for a set, $25. Like the cost of a gel mani. Obviously, you're not getting the whole treatment, but if you are doing your nails at home more or maybe you're trying to like save money and do your nails at home but want the same sort of professional gel nail art look, I would highly suggest checking these out. It comes with like everything. They send you the file, nail file. You can buy a base coat and a top coat from them too. But yeah, it's really fun and I'm excited to try other designs. Very, very cute. I'm excited for you. They look adorable. Thanks. Oh, and you can use some for pedicures, which I'm not quite there yet. Toes are hard. Toes are hard. I don't need nail art on my toes. Is anyone looking at my feet that closely? No. I also think it's kind of weird to have like nail art on your toes. Yeah. Remember when they they used to like offer that when people would get like French manicures on their toes and then they would do like all the flowers. I'm like airbrushed. Yes. I would rather spend that money elsewhere. Yeah. No, thank you. But people love feet. No shade if you do it, but not for me. All 
right. It's beauty news time. I think that we need to cover something first and foremost because we got a voicemail about this. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, Sarah and Kirby. Thank you so much for the opportunity to dial in. I usually take news on so-called toxic ingredients and cosmetics skeptically, but I'm a bit confused and nervous about the news this week on PFAS detection in makeup products. And so I'm wondering, should Glamgelinos be concerned and what does it mean? Have a great week. We want to report this, just what we know. We're not going to offer any <laughs> advice. Like, we don't know what this means. And Sarah and I talked about this before we recorded. We haven't even seen experts we trust in the industry comment on this yet. So I think that we just need to report the facts and let y'all know exactly what's going on. So it was reported that PFAs were found in a variety of cosmetic products, mostly makeup, based on a study that was done by the Environmental Science and Technology Letters. I wasn't familiar with this, and I looked it up, and this is a part of ACS, the American Chemical Society. They publish a lot of different studies and things of that nature. So I'm going to just read exactly what has been reported. This is from Medical Express, but I'll also be reading from the Washington Post and the FDA's website. So it says, makeup wearers may be absorbing and ingesting potentially toxic per and polyfluoroalkyl substances, also known as PFAs, according to a new study published today in Environmental Science and Technology Letters. The researchers found high fluorine levels indicating the probable presence of PFAs in most waterproof mascara, liquid lipsticks, and foundations tested. Some of the products with the highest fluorine levels underwent further analysis and were all confirmed to contain at least four PFAs of concern. The majority of products with high fluorine, including those confirmed to have PFAs, had no PFAs listed on the label. It does say that some PFAs have been associated with a wide range of serious health harms from cancer to obesity to more severe COVID-19 outcomes, and they contaminate the drinking water of millions. Only a small fraction of the many thousands of PFAs have been tested for toxicity, but all PFAs are either extremely persistent in the environment or break down into extremely persistent PFAs. It says that in addition to PFAs being ingested from lip products, PFAs in cosmetics may be absorbed through the skin in tear ducts, and they screened 231 cosmetic products purchased in both the United States and Canada for fluorine specifically, and then that of those three-quarters of waterproof mascara, two-thirds of foundations and liquid lipsticks, and more than half of eye and lip products had high fluorine concentrations. I want to add that PFAs are also in everything. So they're in like food packaging too. They're in clothing. And according to this Guardian article, which Kirby has already mentioned, it says they are often dubbed as forever chemicals because they do not naturally break down and have been found to accumulate in humans. And it says that many of the products with PFAs were advertised as either wear resistant or long lasting 
which I think is really important to note here. Unfortunately, what I'm gathering from this is like, especially when it comes to mascaras, it seems to be like the water resistant or like waterproof mascaras, which I know so many people use because it helps hold a curl or because Mm -hmm. they get transfer with most other mascaras. So that's just something to consider. I also have a feeling since they found it in so many foundations, it's probably kind of like the like 24-hour long wear foundation. Anything, any of the makeup products that promise like long-lasting, water-resistant, waterproof, all-day wear. That seems to be like the connection. Yes. And I think another takeaway that the Washington Post mentions in their article about it is that with these more extensive PFA tests that they did on 29 products, they found PFAs in all of them, but only one of them had PFAs listed among the ingredients. Because this is the other thing, PFAs are often added to things like cosmetics to make things shiny or to make things look more smooth or like as a thickener of Mm -hmm. sorts. Like if you go to the FDA's website, there is an article that says it's current as of February of this year. It's like a whole article on these PFAs in cosmetics. And it says, quote, certain PFAs are also intentionally added as ingredients in some cosmetic products, including lotions, cleansers, nail polish, shaving cream, foundation, lipstick, eyeliner, eyeshadow, and mascara. They're used in cosmetics to condition and smooth the skin, making it appear shiny or to affect product consistency in texture. The label of a cosmetic product sold on a retail basis to consumers declares the ingredients in descending order of predominance, and then they list the different types of PFAs that have been included in these formulations. But it does say, there's this line, some PFAs may also be present in cosmetics unintentionally as the result of raw material impurities or due to the breakdown of PFA ingredients that form other type of PFAs. Now, There's this study that was done that just came out. There's a whole section of this article on the FDA's website about research on PFAs and cosmetics. And it says that there is limited research on whether PFAs and cosmetics are absorbed through the skin at levels that could be harmful to human health. A 2018 study by Denmark's Environmental Protection Agency, the only risk assessment that has evaluated PFAs and cosmetics was conducted on certain PFAs unintentionally present in cosmetics. The FDA does monitor stuff like this. They mention that as well. And I think the other important thing to note from this story is that there's actually a bill that has been presented. It says, according to the Washington Post, on Tuesday, Senator Susan Collins and Richard Blumenthal introduced the No PFAs in Cosmetics Act. Our bill would require the FDA to ban the addition of PFAs to cosmetic products. It is unclear how much of the PFAs found in cosmetics are ingested or absorbed into a person's system. That requires more research, but direct exposure is only a part of the problem. I don't know what to make of this. We love many clean beauty products. To be honest, when I see a clean beauty product marketed towards me, I never see something that's like no PFAs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's usually like, paraben-free, you know, if it's a hair product like SLS-free, mineral oil-free, I don't see like no PFAs. To be honest, this might be something that I actually start considering 
this study also said that they were not going to release the products that they found PFAs in. Wow. Because I think they were doing the study to assess like the greater, like broader issue. Okay. But I don't think they want to single out the brands right away because obviously they don't think it's fair because they haven't tested a product from like every single beauty brand that's made in the United States. Okay, then do you know this? What I'm trying to figure out from all of this information that I've gathered is if it's not listed as an ingredient, does that mean it was like unintentionally created within the product? Or does does a PFA already have to be present for it to unintentionally create additional PFAs? You know what I mean? Because I think like I'm more scared of the idea that we have products that have PFAs in them that you wouldn't even know. Yeah. Okay. This The Guardian has a quote here from Tom Bruton, who is a senior scientist with the Green Science Policy Institute, one of the study's authors. And he said, it's not clear whether the brands are actually saying, give us PFAs to use in our products or asking for a thickener, for example, or something functional without paying too much attention to what's in it. He noted that about half the samples did not contain high levels of fluorine, which suggests that cosmetics can be made without PFAs. And so bottom line here is that this study is encouraging the FDA to have more regulation on what's in our cosmetics. Yeah. One last thing I want to add. The Washington Post article says that while some PFA levels they measured were low enough to potentially be a result of accidental contamination, others were so high that it appears unlikely. And it says someone had to add it intentionally. All that being said, like there are so many quotes from people here that may have skin in the game on both sides. That's Mm -hmm. why I am a little hesitant to like actually read out quotes from some of these people because there's a statement from the Personal Care Products Council who like directly affected by the selling of personal care products. And then there's somebody who seems to be more of like an environmental working group person also commenting. That's why I'm going to wait until... I talked to some of the people in the industry about this particular situation. And maybe if there are more additional studies that happen, I'm sure there will be. I would just say be aware that this is a conversation that's happening. It can't hurt, I guess, to see if like a product is made without a PFA. I don't think that would be a bad thing to do. But we don't want to fear monger people here. Exactly. So... We'll keep you guys posted on any updates. And thank you for calling and asking. Okay, this next one is lighter and brighter and happier and more fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, whew, sweating from the last one. All She's right. like wiping her forehead. She's like, oh my. It's also well, hot. Very hot well, in LA. But that was stressful. That was uh, stressful. Okay, you guys. Our favorite, Sharon Shooter, Woo. has a new exciting venture. So last week, Amma Beauty and Sharon Shooter have officially launched a exclusive line in Walmart called Amma by Sharon C. So freaking exciting. She, you know, has always talked about wanting to not only make beauty and the beauty industry more inclusive, but also more accessible. And so she decided to partner with Walmart. Like how many Walmart stores are there in the country? Like 
Way more than Targets, I think. Way more than Targets. And then also the price point of her line. Let me back up. Okay, so what is in Amma by Sharon C? There is a 30 shade foundation range. There is a cleansing oil, a vitamin C serum, a volumizing mascara, a six shade hybrid lip stain and gloss, a waterless eco cleansing wipe. And everything is made with cruelty-free formulas, vegan and cruelty-free formulas, sustainably made 100% recyclable packaging, and everything ranges from $5.99 to $23.99. Yeah, it's nuts. So during the press day for this, everyone just is hype for Sharon. There's nobody not wanting to support Sharon, you know, so there were I think every single beauty editor in the world was at this (laughs) press launch. And then in the like Zoom chat, everyone was like, yes, woo, go share and like just cheering her on. Because most of the time the chat is so boring and it's quiet and everyone's just hyping Sharon up. She had her adorable dog with her. She looked so cute. Yes. And She went through all of the launches, and I'm actually surprised at the product that I'm really interested in trying. I don't know if you feel the same way, but, you know, I'm not a cleansing wipe girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But she's launching these wipes called Go Off 2-in-1 Water Activated Cleansing Wipes. It says that they're natural makeup remover and cleansing wipes infused with argan oil, and vitamin E, it's they're $6 for 40 sheets. And instead of them being these wipes that have alcohol in them that are already naturally doused in remover, it's this cute little package that you, you know, open up and then it feels like a nice little washcloth and you can wash your face with them. And I don't have them yet, but Looking at the photos of them, they have little ridges in them. So it appears like it will be a really great first step to remove makeup or even like if you use your oil cleanser first and then go in with these. Um, It seems like they won't strip the skin, which, you know, I I would never recommend a a makeup wipe, you know, but right. For me, I'm like, okay, this is the right way. I'm, I'm most interested in this situation right here. I'm excited to try the foundation. I had a difficult time figuring out what shade I would be, but I think Sharon always does such a good job. I want to try the volumizing mascara, Obvi. Obvi. And then if this vitamin C serum for $17.99, there are two different vitamin C serums. Yeah. She's launching with the Super C10 for $17.99 and then the Super C20 with 20% vitamin C for $23.99. And she said that she made two different versions because she knows that vitamin C can be irritating to some people's skin, but it's she still loves the ingredient. And so she wanted to offer two different concentrations uh, depending that. on what your skin can tolerate. So that's great. When you see this brand, you know, Uma has a very specific look, uh, you know, the, the version that is sold at Sephora. And obviously, it's like a more prestige price point. But Sharon really wanted to kind of democratize makeup and make it fun, beautiful makeup accessible to everybody. When you look at these products, they could be at a Sephora store. Just aesthetically, Mm -hmm. they look like they could be on a Sephora gondola. You know what I mean? So oftentimes when brands make a more affordable version for like Mm -hmm. a Target or a Walmart, 
you can tell. And also the offering isn't that exciting. You're just like, who cares? And then, you know, we're going through this 30 shades of foundation, a natural cleansing oil, two vitamin C serums, volumizing mascara, hybrid lip stain and gloss, the waterless eco cleansing wipes. Like that stuff is exciting for me, especially at a price point that everyone can afford. Exactly. I feel like one of the products I get asked most about or like recommendations are an affordable vitamin C serum that actually works. So I'm excited to try these to see how we like them. I honestly feel like they're going to be great. This is also some big news. So it was rumored that Paula's Choice was going to start preparing for IPO. Like they were going to start trying to sell essentially. And Unilever bought Paula's Choice, y'all. Congratulations, Unilever. You've done it again. Paula's Choice was cash money. I want to know how what the dollar amount was. Does it not say? It never says. It's always like rumored to be like when Tatcha was acquired. Remember it was like, was it like a billion dollars or something like that? It was like 800 million. Wait, so it doesn't say the deal is expected to close by third quarter. Okay, so we'll know soon. We'll know a number, just not right now. Yeah. So it says skincare brand Paula's Choice has signed on an acquisition deal with Unilever, the parent company behind many of the country's most notable beauty and grooming household names, including Dove, Vaseline, St. Ives, Pond, Suave, Tresemme, plus a slew of other brands. Tatcha is also the Unilever prestige brand, right? Yes. So Paula's Choice will fall under that Unilever prestige umbrella. So also joining, like you said, Tatcha. We've got Kate Somerville, Dermalogica, Murad. So good company, in good company. Yeah, and I know a lot of people always get freaked out when large conglomerates purchase these brands that they know and love so much. They're scared of formulations changing. I personally have not experienced a change in any of the brands we mentioned, Kate, Dermalogica, Murad, or Tatcha. All the products that I know and love from those brands have remained the same with the exception of the Murad lightning serum, they had to reformulate because they had too much hydroquinone in it. And then a law last year was passed. And now hydroquinone. Yeah. Wow. Did you you say hydroquinone? I'm so impressed with you. Wow. Wow. (gasps) I hate that word. I'm like never using a product with hydroquinone in it. Oh, oh, oh. Don't be traumatized. It's my Shiseido. It's my Shiseido. <laughs> Anyways, y'all know Paula's Choice. It was founded by Paula. How do you say her last name? Begun? Yeah. In 1995. I love Paula's Choice. Let me take that a step back. I've actually never tried a Paula's Choice product, but I utilize her website, her glossary a lot. Such good SEO, that Paula's Choice website. Very, very good SEO. I have to also say... Unfortunately, that I have not tried Paula's Choice before, which is crazy that the both of us have not because people go crazy for Paula's Choice. But can I say, I think it's because they have gone heavy on advertising. I mean, I feel like anytime I watch a video on YouTube, there is that I have beautiful skin because I know how to take care of it video. Like there's like 800 versions of that video, but it's for Paula's Choice and it's like, I don't have to worry about my wrinkles anymore because I know how to take care of them or something like that. And I'm like, damn, Paula is uh, making the choice to (laughs) advertise all over the place. And it's working. But 
They don't do PR. I feel like they don't send products to editors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've just never gotten offered it on my entire career. I've never had a meeting with Paula. I've never like had a desk side with Paula. Have you? No, clearly I have not. Paula, what's the deal, sis? I'm sure after the acquisition, we will be hearing more about Paula in our inbox. I would love you to make the choice to speak with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. I'm not going to stop. Yeah, no, don't stop. So congrats to Paula. You're getting that cash money, girl. I think this is going to be the biggest acquisition Unilever has because they're not only acquiring just the products, they're acquiring that SEO value of the website, right? Like there's so much more to this than just like how many people are obsessed. I think this could be a billion dollar situation. Okay, we'll make it simple for this bet. You're going to say a billion or more. I'll say less than a billion. Okay. Deal. Handshake. All right. That's the biggest beauty news of the week. What do you think? Let us know. Give us a phone call. Let us know your thoughts. Are you concerned about the PFA thing? Are you an expert? And do you know a little bit more about this? Give us a phone call on a cell phone. Our phone number is 424-341-0426. We want to hear from you. We also want to know, did you pick up Sharon's new line at Walmart? And if so... Give us a little what's on your face. Give us your own what's on your face. You guys, call us and tell us what's on your face. Tell us what's on your face and what you love and what you want everybody to know about. Maybe pick like one product. Yeah, don't give us the whole rundown. Just one product. Pick one product that's on your face and explain why you love it. Maybe your call will be featured. Um, we also want to know what your favorite Polish Choice product is so we can order it and try a Polish Choice product. And if you're at all concerned or excited about this acquisition so thanks for listening guys thanks for listening follow call us follow us on the ig on the twitter join the facebook group check out our website we will see you on friday for a very exciting guest stay tuned Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.